0: Good morning and welcome to Let's Talk. Thank you for joining us for this half hour. Now, let's talk. And good morning and welcome to Let's Talk. Tracy Morgan in with you, just about 11.15. Always nice to have you this time of day. This is our day we get to chat. Yay! How'd you do from last night? Everybody good? (laughs) Are you at work? Did you call off? So, yeah, I know it's the day after the big game, but I watched it. Pat, did you watch it? You watched it? Are you happy with who won? Yeah, all right. I didn't really care. I thought, you know, each has their own story, so I'm glad that uh, it turned out the way it did. All right, so we have business to take care of, and this is our Let's Talk Half Hour where we talk to great professionals in and around Butler County about issues that affect you right here in Butler County. And today we're going to talk to the VNA Lutheran Senior Life, and they have a great partnership they have for quite some time now. But uh, today we're going to be talking about low vision. And their low vision programs, I could say that because they're kind of in many different departments at this point. And we're going to talk to Georgie Dieterman. Did I get that right? right. All right. All right. I practiced it. So uh, she's with me and she's going to talk with me here in just a moment. But before we get to that, let me give you all the different ways that you can listen to the program. Because if you're listening to us on the radio, we love you for it. Thank you so much. If you got to be mobile, that's fine. So if you take your smartphone, there is an app that you can put on your smartphone and listen for free that way. Now, you can also listen to us if you'd like to listen to our stream. We're online at WISR680.com, and then there's Alexa powered Devices. So if you just got one of those, you can just say, Alexa, play WISR. That should be enough. You can put the 680 in there, and then we'll come up there. You can listen to us as we broadcast for the rest of our 30 minutes. Now, if you have to leave us at any time today, you can go back to our website. You can get this as the podcast of the day. Now, let me give you the instructions on on how we do that because you go to our website, pick Programs, Let's Talk, then look for the VNA. That's it. Simple, easy, and then you can listen to the program. All right, Georgie is with me, and she is with the. Can I say low vision department? You know me. I make up departments as we go along. Yeah. Yes <laughs> Deb we. will be calling me very yes. soon from the VNA, saying, "What are you talking our about?" Our
1: formal name is a uh, low vision rehabilitation program, but that you know that kind of encompasses everything we do in our in our low vision department. But we, uh, you know, we we seem to go in a lot of different places, a lot of different settings. So we have a big, you know, group of us that are working hard to meet everybody's
0: needs. And I think this is one of those departments that when we hear about it, we think, "Oh, yes, that is very important." But just to say that you have a low vision program, I don't mm-hmm. think it's off the off the tongue, if you will. You know, mm-hmm. it's not the first thing we think of with VNA. So, why was this established? Why is the need out there?
1: Well, the biggest reason was we have a we have a growing aging population and they're living longer and the biggest um, concern we were seeing was people were not addressing vision loss. Mm-hmm. That people, um, you know, were still in are trying to live independently in their home, and they we we were addressing their physical needs through physical therapy and occupational therapy, in their mental status with speech therapy. But we we were seeing this this decline in people's vision and that's the reason why they had to start you know living in assisted living or they needed to go live with their family so they weren't able to stay in their home where they wanted to be because of their vision so we saw this issue and we were trying to come up with innovative ways to try to help those people so that they can meet their goals of aging in place staying in their
0: home. So where do you come into one's journey when you're talking about individuals who have low vision and then they have to make a move in their life physically to be able to continue with with their journey in life? Are you coming in at that point or can you help people before they even get to that point?
1: We are much more successful helping people before they get to that point. So someone may be just starting to have issues where they maybe need to switch to a regular size print book to a large print book that's a great place to start with somebody because we want to try to touch those people before they can't see any longer. Unfortunately, we do see people later stages of their vision loss. It's harder for them to learn how to use these devices to help them stay in their home. They just they have a harder time because they're so limited with their vision they may only have half of their vision left and they're trying to learn something new. Also as people age, they may have memory issues so it's really important to be proactive and try to try to do as much as we can early on. but unfortunately, what happens, Um, they go to the doctor, they are told they have either, you know, macular degeneration, which is probably the most common diagnosis we're seeing, and they say, well, all we can do is watch it right now, we're just gonna watch it, and they have people go home and they look at a grid that they put on the refrigerator, they say, okay, every day you're gonna look at the grid and make sure that it's not changing, that's all they're really told to do, and and maybe take, you know, eye vitamins, but at that point, that's where we really want to come in and try to show people what what we can do to keep them in their home. It may be simple things like you know, putting on a bump on their, on their microwave that they can feel where the number one is so they can turn their microwave on themselves. Or it might be just lighting. We might need to go in and say, we, kn- we know that lighting is so important. and We wanna try to get your lighting up to a little higher with, with the wattage and the, co- the right color bulbs. And it's amazing just those little changes with lighting, how much people can stay independent in their home. So there's a lot of proactive things we can do, and, and especially with teaching people how to use low vision aids such as magnifiers or um, you know, teaching them you know, how to operate just simple devices in their home to manage their medi- medications how much easier it is when they have a little more sight to do it. And then they can keep that
0: independence as their vision changes. Let me go back to the grid for a moment that that you talked about. Mm -hmm. Describe the grid, and and what do you mean by if it changes? Are we looking at squares? Are we looking at numbers? What are we looking at?
1: So it's a grid that is given to the the patient from their eye doctor. It's called an Amsler grid, and it looks like a a graph where would be, you know, tiny little squares going straight lines, horizontal and vertical. And what someone might experience, if maybe their vision is stable and they have macular degeneration, one day they may wake up and they see that picture is twisted or the, wave, the there's a waviness to the lines. And that's a sign that the person needs to call their eye doctor right away. Because with macular degeneration, usually people start with it being a dry. There's not any medications they can provide to help slow that progression. It's dry and it's stable. Um, what happens when they see that change at the grid that might mean that it went from dry to wet and that is a faster progressing form of macular degeneration. What's the difference? So there's blood vessels around that part of the eye the macula and it with wet those blood vessels are bursting and that is faster progressing of the deterioration of their vision and with macular degeneration, people are losing the center of their vision. So if I, you know, I'm looking at you, I would not see your face, but I would see everything around you. That, that normally happens quicker with people having that newer diagnosis of wet macular degeneration. And I know from experience working with people and they tell me, oh, I'm getting shots in my eyes. That usually means their eyes are in that wet stage and they're getting eye injections every few weeks at their eye doctor. And that does help slow the progression, but a lot of times people aren't aware that change has occurred and they sit there and sit there and their eyes deteriorate further and further. And then they finally go to the eye doctor and it's it's too late to really go backwards. So they do as much as they can to keep it from getting worse, but it's hard to go back, you know, to get to that point where you were.
0: Does everyone go from dry to wet in that kind of con- that condition because I'm wondering if some people just automatically go to the doctor when they're already in the wet side. I'm of, sure of that there's condition. cases
1: of it but most of the time it's people that are they if they have been diagnosed with macular degeneration, they usually start off in the dry phase. If, if someone was not diagnosed, they may go to the eye doctor for the first time and have wet macular degeneration because they weren't treated before. But typically that's the progression. So
0: what else falls under low vision? So
1: we have um, people that have had you know, eye injuries, they may have had a stroke, sometimes a Parkinson's disease, there's um, there's there's degeneration of the vision. There's also um, birth defects. People have had or born with difficulties with their vision and other diagnoses such as glaucoma. Cataracts is a, is a treatable, you know, diagnosis. People have surgery to repair their eyes with their cataracts. But we also see, um, you know, just a variety of changes with people's illnesses where they may have a decline in their vision because they've been in the hospital you know so many different reasons why
0: Georgia Dieterman is with us she's with the VNA and we're talking about low vision and the many uh, programs that you have that are available for people and and I want to get to those programs in a moment Um, when do you again come into our journey do we have to have a PCP write a referral can we call you directly how does that work so what, what typically happens is when you go to your doctor, and it could
1: be your eye doctor, it could be your retinal specialist, it could also be your primary care physician, you would just need to say, you know, I, I heard about this service, I really feel like I need somebody to, to kind of take a look and see what kind of devices I need to be independent in my home. The doctor can write a prescription, and I'm an occupational therapist, so they would write a prescription for uh, occupational therapy, low vision evaluation, and that would be enough. That would need to just be brought with you to your first visit, and then we're able to see you. And it's something we are able to bill through your insurance. So we really... um, are able to cover those that that time that I work with you to try to make sure that your needs are met but it's it's like a, a service like you're going to your doctor so in home health with the VNA we are part of that care that's already coming into your home we just need to identify that need right up front say when we when we do the admission for someone to come in and be seen for home health and then the occupational therapist um, would be able to address those needs
0: with home health being a, a big part of the VNA how much of an advantage is that for you and what you do because you're seeing somebody in their own environment
1: yes it's the best advantage actually we do the most help for people when we're in their home the the the, the best care we can provide is actually seeing someone in their own element seeing how they do with managing their meals were how they take their medications, how do they see the pills, open the pill boxes, um, if they're able to read the food labels to see if their food's expired, which is a common issue when people have vision issues. They don't even know ha- they have expired foods. You know, reading is so important for people. But I, you know, when I see people in our in our clinic setting, I often will see them with good light. But in their home, many people are living in the dark, either because they're trying to conserve their lights being on because it's a you know it's a generational thing people like to conserve lights Mm -hmm. or just their home is not conducive to having you know the right lighting they may not have the ability to have overhead lighting so it really makes a big difference lighting I can't tell you you know is probably the most important change we make and it's the cheapest change we can make but seeing someone's home and seeing how they do in their home makes a it's a big and biggest impact we can do is being in the home. So I think with the VNA and us being in the home already, the biggest impact is in the home.
0: And I love what you do. And and I say that sincerely, because you helping other people with what we often would think as simple changes Mm -hmm. don't really come about until someone like you comes along and says, have you ever thought of changing Mm -hmm. X, Y, and Z? And that happens in many facets in life. It always takes somebody else to bring to our attention the simple changes that could be made. What's the reaction that you get from individuals that you're helping or even family members that you're helping?
1: People are amazed. They they can't believe it. I had a, a patient come in, and she was, it was kind of her last last attempt to try to get her vision back where she could read. And it was truly just putting the right type of light over where it needed to be with her best eye. And she was able to read without magnifiers, regular print size. And I mean, it was very emotional for her, but her daughter was in the corner crying. She couldn't believe it. I mean, it was amazing. So lighting is huge. People don't realize that Much change can come out of lighting, but people often can read two to three
0: times smaller print size with the right light. So, Talk about other limitations that one would have in their home if they're not yet at the point of calling you. mm -hmm. Uh, What are they living with that they could simply, I don't want to say live a better life, but again, those changes are huge Mm -hmm. with somebody who has that condition and and is not able to read.
1: Yeah, so reading, but you know, the things that people are starting to give up, they're starting to give up being able to pay their own bills. Their family is starting to take over and manage their... Um, medical, you know, appointments, they're paying their bills for them, they may need to start signing over their, um, you know, and have a a power of attorney so that they have their family be able to manage and make those decisions. They will have to stop driving. I know that's something that we really, you know, we try to leave that into the hands of the eye doctor to make that determination because that's a big change for people to have to give up driving. Anybody. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Um, but if they're having trouble with their medications, seeing, you know, seeing in their pillbox or even just taking their pills and sorting them out and knowing which prescription is the right one they should be taking. So those are the scarier, you know, people feel frightened because they're worried. Now they're worried that they're starting to lose their independence. And often they do not want their family to know they're having these troubles. They want to keep that independence. So The family does pick up on things, but when someone goes to the doctor, they may not say they're having all those issues. Everybody fears having to leave their home. So our goal is to keep you living in your home. We want to see you stay in your home. We want to see you be be independent, and there's so many devices out there that Make a huge difference. I was
0: going to ask you about the devices, because yes. I know changing a light bulb is, is one thing, but yes. when you have devices that are, are offered through the VNA, <clears throat> talk about those. So
1: we have devices. We have low-tech and high-tech devices. A lot of times, people just need the low-tech devices. So okay. that is like your your um, handheld magnifiers. The magnifiers we use are different than the ones you'd buy at Walmart. We have sizes that go from 3X, so it's blowing up the item you know, what you're looking at 300 times larger.
0: Oh, 300, not just three 300 times. It's times, 300 times larger. Okay.
1: And then we have them all the way up to, you know, 15X. But with, with those magnifiers, when somebody gets past that point of needing a A 5 or a 6X, so it's blowing it up 600 times. The magnifier is shrinking, and it's getting very small in size because it needs to be blowing up the the reading material larger. So we actually have a little bit higher tech devices. They're called digital magnifiers. So the magnifier is a handheld one, just like a regular magnifier, but instead of it being just a glass, it's actually a screen. It looks like a smaller, it's like a 5-inch, you know, you know, um, smartphone in a way, but it's pretty inexpensive. But it blows up the object you're looking at up to 32 times larger, so 3,200 times larger. So, and it varies you by the push of a button. You can change the, the you know, the size of it, mm-hmm. and you also can change color So you can change the background from black background to white writing or different colors. So if you have a lot of issues with glare and sensitivities to colors you can find the right color that works
0: best for you and it's interesting that you mentioned the different colors and i don't know what path i'm going down it, it you know mm-hmm. we're not going to say i'm 20 years old anymore but <laughs> i'll just leave it at that mm-hmm. and and i remember seeing usually it's always been what the white background with the black lettering mm-hmm. and the other day on the computer my my son changed it all to the black background yeah. and the white lettering and i went, Oh, that seems to be easier to read. You know, you don't think about those things and they're very simple and, and quick changes, oh. but just those kinds of changes can really make a difference. And that that's your glare
1: sensitivity because people with certain eye diagnoses, they're more sensitive to glare. Like glaucoma patients have a lot of sensitivities to sunlight, To glare and when they're looking at a screen with a bright light Mm -hmm. it's too much for them to look at sometimes they have to put on sunglasses so you really need to look at the colors that's why these these devices are you know variable with the color so you really find what works best for the person so we even have higher tech devices. We have yeah. What are the higher tech ones? So we have a new a new device since we were here um, talking about a couple little, years yeah, ago. It's yeah, it's years. been a couple years. Um, we have worked with um, Iris Vision, and they're a company based out of Silicon Valley in California. And they were, have partnered with Samsung, and they have a Samsung smartphone attached to a virtual reality headset, and it's head worn. It's about a pound in in weight for the person to wear. But that person has many modes. They can zoom into their environment. They can watch um, Netflix videos, YouTube videos, all on this head-worn device, and it magnifies. It's pretty incredible. There's a lot of different features to this device. They have um, there if somebody only has a very small area to look at, like say they have tunnel vision. They we can zoom in and make that tunnel vision bigger for them, so they can see and zoom
0: into that small area of window they can see. So I'm picturing what you're talking about, but if folks are not, can they see their environment through this, or are they only seeing what would be on the the cell phone that's in front of them, There's, like Hulu or Netflix? They're or They're seeing TV their
1: environment, or... so it zooms into it's it's like a binoculars, but they're digital. Okay, and and they're and you can adjust it. There's a touch screen on the side of the the device, and you move your finger. Um, forward and backwards to adjust how far you zoom in, but it works great in like a social setting when you're with your family and you, you know, let's just say you can't see your grandkids' faces anymore, mm-hmm. and people can see their grandkids again. They can look at pictures they haven't seen before. It's pretty incredible what what they're doing. So no, with
0: the macular degeneration, when you say that there is that black hole, if you will, in the center. Mm-hmm are you able to wear this kind of device and make this like a, a, a surround sound theater, you know, where, where mm-hmm. it's all around you enough that you can really get the full picture of what you're looking at.
1: Yes. And, and also there's a brightness, um, there's a brightness adjustment to it. So you can brighten up a dark area. You can do a lot to change how the quality is of what you would be normally looking at. So we had a lady, this was a really funny story. She was looking at her sister and she, she, we ask we first ask you to look at a family member tell us about the family member what what they look you know what do they look like what are they wearing then we have them put on this iris vision and the lady was shocked. She said, I did not know you had so many wrinkles. She said to her, her sister. <laughs> Be kind. I right? know. Be kind. <laughs> so she was, uh, she couldn't believe it, but it, she could see her sister's face. That's great. Though. I mean, That's and a, to give yeah. that gift back to people is pretty incredible. Right. I'm sure it gave a good chuckle. Oh, to it both did of give a too, good laugh. Right. Yeah. It's right.
0: Uh, Georgie is with us with the VNA and uh, we're talking about low vision and Right now, we're we're kind of discussing all the technology that you have. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else you want to talk about with technology? Because I want to get into the programs that you have. And you, you were awarded a, a generous grant recently as well. Yes.
1: Um, you know, the other the other cool things that we have that are new, we have this new device. It's called a Lux IQ. It is a device we are able to tell someone what color light that would best suit them because there's different you know, shades of color for light bulbs. So warmer colors are usually more yellow. And then up to daylight color is usually a cooler color. So we we could tell them what color is best and also what the um, strength of the lumens they need. So the brightness for reading. And then that device also tells us um, what color glare reducing glasses someone needs for outdoors. Many people are walking around in their glasses they have from their cataract surgery and it is the darkest color. You could, it's the very blackest colored sunglasses, and they're just assuming that that's fine. But when we're talking about getting light into your, the back of your eye, having a good a, a lighter colored sunglass makes a huge difference. So I recently um, had a, a husband and wife that were living independently. The husband was trying to care for his wife that was it had memory loss, and he could not see. He was declining in his vision. He had glaucoma. I was able to help guide him in the right direction to the right color glasses. He now is able to help his wife and take care of her oh, in their wow. home. And it, he has to wear a glass, but it cuts the glare, puts enough light to the back of his eye, and he can be independent now. So,
0: When my grandfather was still with us, he had macular degeneration, and he had one of those reading machines. Mm-hmm. I know you talked about different yes. devices that could help you read. Do you deal with the bigger, larger machines? We do. We do. We have um, –
1: they're, they're called um, CCTVs, and we – We do have um, some veterans that we've worked with that have gotten those devices through the VA. We have some in our facility to trial with people and there are really good resources through um, the Blind Association for renting those and also um, we sometimes get donations and if we have one that somebody gives us, we try to give it to somebody in need. So we always are paying it forward, making sure that people
0: get what they need. Absolutely, we only have about five or six minutes. I know okay. this goes so quickly, and we have so much we could talk about. I do want you to mention the programs that you do offer, and you and I talked about off the air how, when we talked a couple of years ago, you were kind of in one spot. Now you're, you're you've filtered out throughout the yes. Lutheran Senior Life, you know, uh, family, if you will. So
1: um, I'm I've been really working diligently to training train all of our OTs. In all of our departments so this is in our inpatient skilled rehab units um, in our um, home health with the vna our life programs we have um, the ability to see people for these low vision services and in our outpatient services which is where i'm where i'm primarily in so we have have been gifted these very very generous grants um, the ira and francis wood grant as well as the margaret Patton grant allowed us to Be able to put together kits of all low vision aids for all of our sites to try to get out to to more people and help them. So we recently just received all the items for the grants and we have them in portable bags. We can take them out into the community and see people, see them in their home, see them in the the, um, inpatient setting, see them through the life programs or through our outpatient services and try to do as much as we can to keep people independent and get those items out to those people. So we're really appreciative for those IRA and Frances Wood grant and the Margaret Patton grant. That really has made
0: a huge difference for us being able to reach more people. I know this is all about helping people and and I appreciate that, but it's got to make you feel good whenever you see those moments where, where people's lives are changed.
1: Yes. It is amazing. I had a lady last week. She was 99. She's going to be 100 in April. Oh, my. Happy and birthday. She was glowing. She's, she said, I just want to read again. I love reading. I used to stay up all night and read. And with uh, she tried with me the digital portable magnifier, mm-hmm. and she could read. And she was so excited. She At 99 years old, she was jumping out of her wheelchair excited. <laughs> so it is it is an amazing gift to be able to do this. I I wish more people knew about our services so we could, you know, help more people. Because I think we have a lot more to do with advocacy and trying to educate doctors about this, you know, these programs that are available and the patients that they need to advocate for themselves too.
0: Absolutely. Let's get your phone number and then we'll do it again here in about five minutes yes. when we leave each other. But what's your phone number? What's the best way to contact so you? So the best
1: way to contact the VNA for services, if you're interested, would be to call 724 282 And if you are interested in um, other services that we have, another number to call would be 724-452-3492. Our VNA number one more time is 724 282 so, Let's please.
0: talk a little bit about payment, if mm-hmm. you would, because how are these services paid for? How do they start off this process where we get help from the VNA Lutheran Senior mm-hmm. Life? So if you're, if you're not really able to leave your home and you're, you know,
1: you've, you're not driving and you're really only going out for medical appointments, we're able to see you through home health, and that's under Medicare Part A. Um, we are able to just get a, a, a referral from your doctor to start seeing you. If you are driving and you're out and about but you really want to try to get, you know, these services, we can see you through outpatient and that would be under your Medicare part B benefits. And those are all covered just like your co-pays to, you know, a dermatologist would be covered or your um, pulmonologist, these are all, you know, covered benefits for you to be seen by an occupational therapist. So we evaluate you and typically people are seen between 1 to 5 visits total to address their needs. So it's not a lot. And it, we do as much as we can in each visit, so we can try to try to get you seen and get you all your goals met. So now,
0: when I'm talking to you, I'm envisioning a certain age population. Uh, do you ever help younger folks? Do you ever help uh, folks that wouldn't be under Medicare Medicaid? Yes, absolutely. We're
1: available because some people have, you know, birth defects. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have had services early on. They may not, but people may have a change just from an eye injury. They need to come in. So we do have young people, too. Typically, our population is the, the older population, but we really do have all the available equipment to help everybody.
0: Now, how do you help people? Because we're running out of time, and I again, I could keep you here all day. But how do you help people or family members with the emotional side of all of this? Because... Th- The technical side that we're talking about is fabulous to talk about because Mm -hmm. there are ways that you can improve someone's life. But there's got to be an emotional side to all of this. Mm -hmm. If someone's losing their vision, yes, I would hope that it would perk up their day that that they get help and they're able to improve their lives. Mm -hmm. But losing your vision can cause a lot of stress. Yes.
1: People do get down because it, they don't know that any of this stuff was available. They once once they start getting a taste of a little bit more of their vision, it's amazing how their mood changes, but it is hard just coping with that. I I feel like I'm coming in with a positive light and I'm trying to show them all the things they are still capable of doing. So I think that it's almost therapeutic for somebody mentally to see us where they their mood boosts because now they're seeing They've had potential. I think they're more upset they didn't get to us sooner mm, than any, yeah. than anything else because they, they say, oh, why didn't anybody tell me you were out there? And it's so it, – I feel bad myself because I wish we could shout it from the rooftops that this is available, but – that that helps mentally coming to us where they get that change and they say, oh, my gosh, I can do it again.
0: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Georgie with the VNA and also Lutheran Senior Life, a great partnership that's been there. Uh, let me just get your final thoughts, and we'll get your contact information once again. Final mm-hmm. thoughts on just what we've been talking about with low vision.
1: The biggest thing I can say is just be your own advocate. Make sure you talk to your doctor. Please you know bring up things that are difficult to talk to, they won't your doctor won't know you know that you're having issues unless you talk about it but do it in early enough time where you can have someone come in show you some things that you might be able to use in your home to keep you there and keep you independent don't wait until you've lost all your sight to do anything about it and safety wise we see more falls people have hip fractures all because of their vision so there's nothing good that can come out of waiting just need to be a good advocate for yourself or your family member and really try to get these services. And, and, and once again, how do we get the services? What's so your contact? Information? If you are um, could want to call the VNA again, our number is 724-282-6806. And if you are looking at seeing us on an outpatient level um, or have any other questions about other services we provide, you can call 724-452-3492.
0: Georgie Dedeman with a VNA Lutheran Senior Life and Occupational Therapist with Low Vision. Thank you so much for coming in today. Thank you for having Always me. I appreciate nice to it. See you. Yeah, absolutely. Tell everybody at the uh, the office that we said hello. Alright, yeah, thank you. Alright. And folks, thank you very much for joining us. We are out of time, but if you would like to listen to this program again in its entirety as we were talking about low vision and the help that is out there if you are or a loved one is losing their vision, you can get this information again on our website at WISR680.com. Now what you do is you pick programs let's talk and then vna and that's where you're going to find it all right thanks so much for joining us i'm tracy morgan with let's talk the information and opinion shared on this program are solely those of our guests and do not necessarily represent those of wisr the butler county radio network or its staff and employees